0: The following resources presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to the Identity Matters Podcast. We're very excited about uh, sharing with you some of the most profound, but yet simple truths that are available from the Word of God. Well, we finally hit the Identity Matters message. This is the turning point from all of the nasties at the first half of the workbook to moving us into the affirmation truths of truly what is true about us for all believers the illustration I like to use and I've been using for many many years and that is the coke can illustration what Janie and I call it but if you take this beautiful brand new empty coke can You take the issues that we have been talking about in the past few messages, go down that list and every time you get on the list, you're pounding on this can with this pencil. After getting through 30, 40 of these key forms of rejection, that can can easily be crushed. The dent, I dent, Identity is these psychological or external things that have affected our belief system has impacted this can to the point that it can easily be crushed. Denting your can does not satisfy Satan because you can still fill it with a great deal of fluid. crushing your can is different. Ruining their life. Destroying the capacity for a filling. There is a thing that is classified as sin unto death. You guys know hundreds of people or should who as they died you asked yourself the question, Lord, really? Really? Were they of you? Or did they go crushed? The enemy's goal is to get you to the point that when he decides to crush you, he can do it. So he has to go year after year after year after year after year of pounding, impacting, putting dents in that vessel. So all he has to do is go crunch. One blow, pretty soon that person is saying, oh, I'm not a Christian anymore, I used to believe that crap, but I'm an atheist now. Anyone who says they're an atheist to you, they've lost someone in life. It's even over 99%. Atheists are not truly atheists. They're angry at God. And they're saying, I have decided I'm God and you don't exist. They were crushed. Most don't come out of it. They don't go Christian, atheist, Christian. They go Christian, atheist, hell. You deny the Holy Spirit and there the power of, you're in serious trouble. That is a reality in the New Testament. I've heard certain theologians try to paint that a whole different color over and over and over, but the facts are there is a certain sin that you can commit that will literally forbid you to be set free from it. You can so to me all day long on that, and I'm not changing my thinking until Jesus changes it. But I believe you keep pushing the edge. Of blasphemy on the Holy Spirit, and you're gonna get crushed. And it's not God who does it, it's Satan. Now, for most of us, not doing the atheism stuff, we get perplexed, dented, and we get crushed. Christ comes along, grabs a hold of that crushed, perplexed vessel. And just pulls it up, pours the Holy Spirit in there, and through time, working out of your dents, excuse me, salvation, more and more and more room or capacity is available for the Spirit to have full capacity in your indwelling. That's how it works. That's as simple of an illustration as a, uh, that I can make it. So ident is the key. What's making the biggest impact on your life is what you talk about. So you can talk about what really does make the greatest impact, but what you talk about and complain about is your ident. Ident. Those are the things that have dented you, that have impacted you, and what spills out of your mouth. Well, we want to take you from there over to I dent, I'm being dented, impacted by the indwelling life of Christ, which is inside out, Satan's outside in. Thus the internal external message. These are critical little pieces that are not so little. Our bottom line on identification is this. This is one of the most commonly accepted terms used to describe the exchanged life. Since behavior comes from identity, what one believes to be their identity, Christ herself, makes a significant difference or impact on daily living it is utmost important that the indwelt believer places their identity in the message of their identification in Christ which is co-death when he died I died when he's buried I was buried that's Romans 6 and then he was buried and then he was resurrected when he was resurrected I was resurrected It's in the scripture, when he was raised, I was raised. When he was seated at the right hand of God, I was seated at the right hand of God, Colossians 3, 3. Whatever delivered him delivered me. So why should I rub it back in his face like a poopy diaper by constantly confessing the same things over and over and over and over to him when he said, do not call to mind former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I have wiped away your transgressions and remember them not. So because we feel guilty or having a bad day, we go take our dirty diapers and rub it in the nose of God saying, remember when this happened and, and I, you know, and you whine and complain about something God dealt with a long time ago. Who's calling who the fool here? It's dishonor. And people do this every day, all day long. They have no clue what honor is. Honor shows obedience and never returning to the thing the leader delivered you from. That's what honor is, it's what makes them honorable. They are a deliverer. They're a hero. They're a warrior. They, they were called to deliver you. And then all of a sudden, two months later, two years later, the person you were a hero for is just as bad as the day you rescued them. Wow, thanks. That's normal Christianity. Christianity. Now, our purpose for this particular teaching is directly related to that. The born again believer has been honestly and biblically given a regenerated spirit, which is the spirit of Christ. You don't get it pumped up, you don't get it reconditioned, you don't get it remodeled. You get a brand new spirit which is the Holy Spirit. That's why most Christians believe when you become born again, you get the Holy Spirit. They sure talk a lot about that, but they're clueless on how to release him. Oh, he's just there for a ticket. Then when it comes day for the train, he'll be my ticket. He'll verify my identity. Let him on the train. No, that's not what he's for. He's to show you how to live in the Canaan. Send then the old self, the old man, the old nature has been crucified with Christ and is to be considered dead and gone. Meaning and purpose in life should now flow from your new identity. So let's look at the first diagram, which is the unsaved man, similar to the other diagram I showed you, but this is from the core, the heart of true release. See, the old nature is there in the middle. See, the old nature has to tell the mind what to think. That demonic... Broken, unregenerate spirit has an influence on the mind. The will has to choose what this depraved mind is thinking. It dumps into the emotions so that the emotions can be supported. Then it dumps into the body as behavior. The cross of Jesus Christ remains at a distance. So this person has to do something to get a handle on their lives. So they take their mind and they get two, three degrees. And, you know, maybe the will becomes really so aggressive and forward and whatever. They decide to take this pile of stuff and try to make it work. That is making God jealous. He's breaking it down. You're building it up. Who's going to win here? It won't be you. Any crisis you fix, there can be one that is fixed upon you greater still. I've seen some of the biggest fall because they wouldn't obey upon the moment it was given to them. Here's the pathway. The in-Adam living in death. So because of Adam, every one of these lines you see on this, this line going or descending down to the devil is your father and and grandfather and and great-grandfather, and it goes all the way back to Adam. Because Adam was detached from the belly of God, re on, which means in Hebrew, detachment from the belly. The umbilical cord was cut when they fell. So now they're on their own, they're independents, and they got to get their education for transformation somewhere, so they decided to go to the, the University of Satan and hang out at the Tree of Knowledge. And that's where it all started. Instead of knowledge from God, the other tree that they're already connected to, it was just experiencing life. There's no purpose for Knowledge. Knowledge of the holy is all you needed. But now they needed knowledge to manipulate each other. And Satan. So the tree of knowledge became very, very, very critical in church history. Because of Adam being in sin, all the way down to me leaning on that pathway, because of my father, and now to my children, and on and on and on, sin travels Through the seed. So, as you already know, the reason why Mary, who had sin in her mortal body, did not pass sin on to Jesus is because sin is not passed on through blood, it's passed on through seed. It's clear in the scriptures. There was a group of religious people at the time that couldn't get their arms around that simple science. Mother's blood does not even mix with the baby. So Jesus was born perfect in an imperfect body filled with sin. The seed of Adam coming down stops at Mary and the second Adam is born. As he is referred to, who became the first Adam? Because he was already the Son of God. This is critical. So, the responsibility in God's leadership design is this way God the Father, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, church leaders, head of homes. The wife, the children, and the dog. That's how it works. Jesus says, I don't, everything you hear me say is not I who's saying it, but it is my Father. What are you, dunce? Does you have your own identity? Does you have your own words? Can't you come up with your own ideas? No, I cannot. Holy Spirit. John 8, 28, is to bring to mind the words of Jesus. What's wrong, Holy Spirit? Don't you have a brain? Can't you think on your own? No, I cannot. So the structure that we have been given on earth to keep the church intact and to keep families intact comes from this. Being in Adam has a contract connected to it that there is no point of return. There's nothing you can do about it. And this is the part that's going to shake you a little bit because it is not the traditional method of evangelism. Traditional methods of evangelism is use a track or some method of madness to shake them up with some guilt So they make a decision to accept Christ. Many pray the prayer because they feel guilty and they feel afraid and they, you know, whatever their reasons are, it's not because Christ chose them. It's because they've been motivated into making a decision. So you need to understand that being born in Adam, there's a contract that's going to send you to hell. You are going to to hell. There's no changing it. Now if Christ comes along and says, I choose this day to save you and redeem you. That is his decision. So the most popular movement in the world today is this whole thing about Almost a full generation, but millions of people are accepting every single pathway as salvation, no matter what the religion is, because Christianity is so narrow minded, and it is. So, you say, Well, is there anything we can do to get on the good list versus the naughty list of this sin and Adam thing? No, there's not. You can't act real good, and hopefully you get selected by Jesus. Oh yeah, he's a good boy. Take him. We don't understand the selection process. But here's how I see it. Since he can see forever that way, and forever that way, that's the past, that's the future, he's in the present, Since he can see both ways, he knows who is going to dump him in the end. He knows. He says, those who endure to the end, those shall be saved. He knows. So why select someone when you have foreknowledge that they're going to ditch you? Blasphemy against the spirit. So he doesn't even select them. 602. 292-2982, 292 2982 I should get a couple from that one Salvation is in the hands of Jesus not mankind John 15:16 says to us You did not choose me but I chose you And appointed you that you would go and bear fruit. Do you see, we're chosen for the purpose of fruit. Why do fruit trees get fruit? Someone please tell me why. Yeah, what happens before that? I don't know about you, but I eat them. (laughs) Have you ever seen a tree eat its own fruit? How stupido is that? So, the goal is to bear fruit so you can feed people. And as you pick from that fruit, it starts the rebearing process. Actually gets fuller and fuller each year. The goal isn't to help you. The goal is not to keep having a relationship with you because of your problems. That's at the front end. The goal is to, he chooses us because he goes, Fendi's going to be a good worker. Write him down. So he's looking that way and going, ooh, wow, he's got a lot of hard stuff to go through, but he's still standing. Take him. That's how I believe. I'm just saying personally for me. A sovereign God seeing past, present, and future at one time are going to know the ones who stick it to him. Who will not be there? Who will betray him and not return? See, Peter returned. But there were those who betrayed him and never returned, including his own brothers. That's how I think it works. So this green line that you see up there is eternal life. That is Jesus Christ's life. So to get eternal life, you have to be placed inside of him. You have to be transferred, translated into eternal life by being put inside Jesus. That's why Christ is in you, and you are in Christ. It needs both. So when you are in this eternal life position, everything that is true about Jesus Christ is true about you. Let me show you in a different diagram. We have Adam and the descendant of sin. Using that little guy as for me. Christ makes the selection. Transfer and translated over into eternal life. By being put into Christ. I'm in the river. But see, I had to go through the process of embracing Romans chapter 6, verse 6 in particular, and that is I have actually been crucified too. Well, I don't have psychological memories of it, so it wasn't my soul. I don't have physical markings of it, so it wasn't me physically. So what really did get crucified? The Adamic nature. Someone must die today. And then After the Adamic nature is put to death, a brand new nature was immediately put within us because of the cross. Double crosses mean my cross and his cross, which are really happening at the same time. So that terminates the contract, going to hell. Crucified with Christ, buried with Christ, and raised with Christ, is seated at the right hand of the Most High. That's some good stuff going on there. So then our Christ through you, now this person has Christ in the middle of their lives. I particularly am not quick to do the Christ off the throne self in, I don't think Christ moves around and obeys me much. He's there. He's where he's supposed to be. He's inhabited and filled up the presence of the spirit area and there's nothing we can do to change that. Now, Christ renews the mind. The will chooses to believe it. The emotions support it. I'm excited about this growth. dumps into the body as Christ's behavior. But, in due time, that person can become a me, being me through me. Christ is still in the same position, but the mind is going, what well, it should be doing to Satan. Excuse me. I have something to say about this. I've been thinking. And about that time, Jesus is probably going, oh boy. <laughs> and so. This person dumps their thoughts in a very selfish way and actually expects Jesus to obey them. And if they don't, I'll tell you what I encounter very often. They change Jesus. I committed not, but I would have loved to show you an email I got yesterday. Because the person said Jesus said to me this morning Well I say that too And then he gave this Short paragraph Of heresy And I'm still contemplating with Christ On what to do But he's a a heavy hitter That means either I really need to stay away from this Step back Or this guy's really close. But he actually connected Jesus to this heresy. My Jesus, Jesus said to me this morning, You say, well, that's really weird. It's not. If you only knew how many times, maybe you too, if you just stop and think about how many people talk about it. Jesus said to me this morning, and I met Jesus this afternoon for coffee, Jesus wanted me to tell you, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I'm like going, Ah! Because it's not Him. Really? There's Jesus in your coffee? Like Jesus in my dog? I got a nice dog. There's no Jesus in him. I think there's a kind of theology, they call that, where God is in everything. So we're going into a very warped, dark theological period again. A new dark age. I really believe that. Keep in mind this it's going to get very confusing for your grandchildren. It's going to be a huge challenge for us teachers. Christ wants the hand down to get back to that other diagram. And that has to be done through this choice system of whether we're going to choose to go the route of the flesh or choose to go the route of the spirit, which ends in abundant living. Choosing to follow the flesh ends in living and death. You can look at the details in those circles and see how this whole thing works, but it's all basically around the triune idea of the mind willing emotions. It's like the Lord handing us the keys to his vehicle and saying, there's three keys here. Use these three keys and unlock what needs to be unlocked, and you're going to get the real goods. Those three keys the mind, will, and emotion is what is going to move us into the Mimi gospel or bring me out of the Mimi gospel. The key is the will out of the triune. The will is like the Father. God's will rules. And Jesus says, yes, sir. This is critical. Here's our bottom line. Identity matters is an experiential embrace, hug. And an understanding of the believer's identification with Christ, of course, as you've heard many times before, in his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Now, there's three ways that you can view your problems. Hanging on the cross, and looking down at all the people, and playing the all woe is me, it's just, I had a bad day, I'm just dying here. Just die, just die, get her done. Let go. We don't want to keep you alive. Pete's sake, we got to get you in the tomb so you feel sorry for yourself. Then we got to get you out of that tomb so you can get resurrected with new life and go, I know who I am in Christ. Now you're talking. The action of the person on the cross should be get her done. Jump. (laughs) The tomb should be just stay in there until darkness has pretty much suffocated you. Just stay in there. Get her done. Jesus had to do three days in there, and that was not pleasant, I can assure you. You can do three minutes or 30 years, it's your choice. But when you want the door to slide open, let us know because you will be delivered. And you won't ever want to go back in that tomb. Wish that would have been the way it worked for me. Why Jesus left that door open. I'm like, Jesus, that was really... had. Can I use the word mistake here? Because I want to walk back in that dark tomb and feel sorry for myself. My problem is the tomb. Some people, it's the cross. Oh, oh, well, it's me. And then there's the third kind. Those who are seated at the right hand of God and they look down from heaven and look at their problems. I do that a lot, but not enough. I like that stupid tomb. You need to ask yourself, am I door number one? The cross. Door number two, which is the tomb, what was me? Or door number three, Jesus, let's get her done. It's not a positive mental attitude. It's like, that stuff's on earth. We're up here. What are we going to do about this? He says it, get her done. That's where I want to live. And I will eternally, and so will you. But living today, I'd like to get a little track record going of being able to run with who I am in Christ and show others how to run with me. This is what we call the exchange life. When an individual has a born-again experience by faith, it means the life of Christ comes, and dwells the believer through the personhood of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit that is inside Jesus. So the reason why you don't have Jesus' mortal body inside you, that would be very awkward. His spirit lives in you and the spirit that is inside Jesus' body today is the same spirit in you. I don't know about you, but that messes with my mind. So I'd have the mind of Christ in me. It's because the Holy Spirit's already in Jesus' body. Connecting the pieces for Jesus. Jesus. And that knowledge of the holy is available inside me and you? Wow! Why are we begging for more? The reality of this transformation allows a true exchange life, exchange for our old nature or Adamic nature, for the nature of Christ. Which is the same Spirit of God. I can't even think about it. It's too much. In knowing this, we became partakers of all that is true about Christ. Whatever His Father says is true about Jesus, it's true about us. Everything. Now the believer is in a position to appropriate their true identity in Christ and begin to live out the righteousness of Jesus. That's why we become the very righteousness of Christ. The woman acts out the beliefs of her husband. If it moves the other direction, you have a harlot It's harlots that tell men what to do. Because they go through their weakest link. And so this is critical when it comes to the appropriation of these truths. Are you leading your husband or is your husband leading you? You say, well, I have a husband who happens to be disobedient to the word. Please don't make me quote this verse because you're not going to like it. Peter said to that gal, be silent. Win him without a word. That does not happen today. Silence is the greatest motivator. Not words. To hear the stillness of the quietness of God's voice happens through that small inner voice through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit did not come up with its own words and the same words that are used to describe woman in the Old Testament are the words used to describe the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. Was that accidental or on purpose? And men are to be like Jesus. Literally, there's passages that say, Be as Christ manages the church. Why did we lose this? That women can no longer display how the Holy Spirit works to their children and grandchildren? It's gone. So where are these children, the Zers, going to learn about how mommies are supposed to be? Busy bats running around till they drop dead? Is this what we need to tell the Zers? And if I am correct on this presidential thing that is about to happen, 2020 is not far away. It's going to be a game changer. You'll see defilement spread in this country like you've never seen before. Because right now the issues are lesbianism. And if that gets infected into the culture... There's going to be murder over this issue. We're entering an identity phase in our generations that is going to need the infrastructure of heaven, the infrastructure of a human body, soul, spirit, mind, will, emotions. We're going to need the infrastructure of true functionality and leadership Our present president today is hated because he is traditional. I run this country and you better listen. I won't be here long. It's get her done. We hate it. We call him arrogant, we call him yeah blah 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 blah. You have no clue what's coming. You're going to beg for structure when this one's over. And the church will already be sick. My doom and gloom guy, no, I'm just aware of the doom and gloom that's coming. The word's clear about it. Identity becomes everything. You've been listening to Identity Matters Podcast. We appreciate having you join us today. Feel free to log on to our website at www.iomamerica.org. We have lots of resources available for you on the believer's identity in Christ. Again, thank you for joining us.